Good evening and welcome to Conversations with Crystal. I'm your hostess Crystal and this evening we are joined by Rick Kelly. Good evening Rick, how are you going today? Uh, good thanks Crystal, how are you? I'm really, really good, thank you. Thank you. That's good. Now Rick, um, I've known you for a little while now and I love your style of playing and I love uh, what a genuine, nice person you are as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you are. Uh, so you you have a band called? Uh, uh, homebrew. Homebrew Bandits, is it? Oh, the no, home, just homebrew home, band. Just homebrew. I beg your pardon. Homebrew Band. So, yeah, um, where, so where the homebrew comes in from is it's uh, almost like a real thing, you know. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we play um, mainly 60s and 70s, I suppose, classic rock, Pink Floyd and kinks and the who and some rolling stones and um yeah people like that um and uh i suppose uh we, to some extent we put our our own spin on it a little bit but um we, we we try and get reasonably close to the um to the original artist and sometimes we'll do um uh, a live version that we find you know sort of um going around um rather than the, you know, the, the well-known studio version yeah. of some songs. So, um, yeah, so we, we, we tend to sort of mix that up a bit. So, yeah. yeah. And you also do a duo called the Cracked Cats. Cracked Cats, that's correct. Yeah, so that's been going now for, gee, it's getting close to seven years, I suppose. Um, and uh, we play uh, a lot around the Hawkesbury and Lower Blue Mountains area uh, of Sydney um, cafes. We do we do the occasional pub uh, gig here and there, but um, mainly mainly cafes. And we, we played uh, a lot on the um, Hawkesbury paddle wheeler uh, for oh. a lot of years when that was going. We used to do. We had a regular uh, sort of uh, one, at least once or sometimes twice a month on a Sunday on the paddle wheeler for a lunchtime cruise and then also did a fair few uh, New Year's Eves on the paddle wheeler as well, which uh, was a lot of fun. So It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So hopefully that's going to get up and going again um, in the next uh, few months. They they had a hard time with uh, COVID and also with those floods that we had yeah. Uh, back the last couple of years, um, that really hurt um, uh, the business and um, and uh, it's meant that the, the paddle wheeler hasn't been able to do its thing for probably the last, you know, 18 months, two years. So, um, yeah. yeah, but that's hopefully going to get up and running again soon. So, um, and uh, that they were great supporters of um, all types of music and, and uh, lots of musicians playing on that. So... Good fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I did. I've got to ask: Did any of those yep. New Year's Eve parties get really rowdy? Ah, uh, yeah, quite a few did. Um, and uh, sometimes, uh, yeah, getting the worst one was um, where the last one I think that we did, and uh, it was um, the the mooring or the, the the pontoon that we used to get on and off the boat at Windsor was um was uh, closed down because uh, they were building the new bridge, 
And so we had to get on the, 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 the boat at Lower Portland and it was moored out in the middle of the river. And um, so trying to get a PA oh, and um, uh, guitars and, and all that sort of stuff um, out into the middle of the river off a little tinny. <laughs> oh, uh, no way. Yeah. And then uh, on the way back, uh, they actually dropped us on a, on a, on a boat ramp. Um, and trying to work out or make sure that all my guitars and gear and everything got off the boat. And then the, the anyway, yeah, there was um, good fun, fun times, yeah, um, that's doing what that you, sort of stuff. That's what you mm. call a, a very intense lug-in and lug-out. Lug-out, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> lugging in, lugging out in a boat and in a little dinghy. Oh, wow, is, that's um, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's good fun. So, um <laughs> Yeah, so it's probably one of the most memorable memorable ones. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You wouldn't forget that in a hurry. No, uh, no. I'm just glad nothing went over into the water. No, no, me too. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, Rika, who or what was your earliest musical influence or inspirations? Yeah, I suppose um, I grew up in a... Uh, House. My dad was a was a jazz nut, and oh, um, cool. Yeah, he loved uh, he loved jazz music, and uh, he didn't play an instrument, but um, he had a pretty pretty good knowledge of jazz, and um, he could sit down and um, pick out all the players in a particular band just you know just by by listening and saying, okay, yeah, that's. Uh, XYZ on you know each instrument and everything and um, so that was uh, he 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 liked a lot of boogie and so I grew up with Fats Waller and Stefan Grappelli and Django Reinhardt and uh, all of that uh, you know genre of music. That's um, that's what I call a good upbringing. Yeah, and then I had a sister that uh, she was right into blues, an older sister. So she got me into Rory Gallagher and Johnny Winter and Muddy Waters and mm-hmm. all of those sort of people. Um, and then uh, probably I, I started playing when I was a little kid. I played the cornet in a brass band. Oh, that's cool. Uh, like with school or? <laughs> no, no, it was the Riverston, Riverston band. I, I think I only probably went for two or three months and then, I was only very young, but I, I think I learned to play one scale or something. Mm-hmm. And then I played the drums for a long time um, and used to go to the police boys club at uh, Parramatta, used to have a, a drum corps, which was like marching, you know, marching, marching band, band yeah. type of drum music. Uh, they had a pipe band, but I, I, I never ever did the bagpipe thing, but um <laughs> Yeah, I used to go to drum corps and um, and then uh, played as well. Uh, I was lucky the guy next door to me he was a he was a show band drummer, and uh, he sort of got me playing on a uh, on a drum kit and lent me a, a, a nice old drum kit. And um, yeah, so I probably I played the drums for a long time, and then um, that's cool. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, and then my sister started going out with a guy who was a jazz guitarist and oh, was lucky studying her. at the con. Yeah. And so uh, 
So then, you know, all of a sudden I was exposed to all these, these great jazz players and and that they had a, like a bit of a party share house down in, in Parramatta that uh, used, they used to have these really crazy jams and things. And every now and again, I'd be allowed to come along and hang around a bit. This is when I was, you know, sort of probably 13, 14-year-old teenager type of thing. So, yeah, yeah that... Um, that sort of got me playing guitar, so... Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So when you first started guitar, so you were, you were quite young, did you have a formal lesson or did you just, these jazz guys kind of teach you different chords and yeah, look, I, like I, Yeah, they sort of taught me a little bit. I remember a guy gave me a, a book that I, that I still... <laughs> I, I lent to somebody, I never got it back, and it was... Oh. Uh, Berkeley College of Guitar, which is the the, the, the sort of place to learn in uh, in the states, uh, and um, and he more or less said to me, "Well, if you can play everything in this book, uh, then you know you, you're a pretty good guitar player." But um, I lent the book to somebody; I never got it back. So, oh, that's uh, that's a terrible shame. Yeah, no, I did all the smoke on the water and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. All that sort of stuff, you know. I I just did that, and then um, yeah, I think I think he um he taught me a few bits and pieces, and then but then uh, I think they they ended up moving down into the inner city, and then I think he went his own way eventually, yeah. and uh, yeah, and then that was it, you know. So yeah, so how did you get your your first start? Like the first time you did either a solo gig, a band gig, or a duo gig. Um, so, so with me, I, I sort of, uh, I did a, well, so from that on, time on, I, I sort of always played, but, um, I, um, uh, I played a bit in, in, in some bands and jammed with people and bits and pieces. Um, but I, I didn't get right into doing that, you know, sort of when I was younger and then, uh, had sort of kids and that young. And that sort of, uh, you know, sort of meant that um, I didn't sort of go down that path too much. Um, but uh, then I um, then I started. Uh, I'd always jammed with people and and bits and pieces. And then I, I sort of I remember driving past the Carousel Hotel. You oh, know, the good old Carrow at Rudy Carrow, Hill. Yeah, uh, you know, about probably twenty years or probably twenty plus years ago. Yeah, and um, and seeing this jam night, you know, thought, oh well, you know, I should go and have a have a look at that because I'd, I'd sort of been playing and doing bits and pieces, and um, yeah, so that was really just you know, I sort of went along there and and just met. A lot of people like you and um, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, and and all the rest of them. Um, and so uh, that sort of really got me, you know, sort of kicked off again in or you know playing with people and um, you know trying to get out there and play more. Uh, yeah, so yeah. that was that was a really good thing. Oh, uh, absolutely! Those jams were just Jim Finn put on a. a uh, great experience, I think. Yeah, playing with those, you know, sort of guys, um, um, Al Britton yeah. and uh, Adam Pringle, Paul Serrani, um, and, you know, a lot of the people then that I met there are still good friends now and there's a, a few people that have 
passed away. Wayne Knight was uh, a yeah. fantastic musician who I used to love playing with and, uh, you know, he was a great friend as well. So, um, yeah, so I, I met a lot of people there and um, I suppose, you know, you, you sort of sit around in your lounge room and you can get away with a lot <laughs> because, um, yeah, there's no consequences to your mistake. You don't have to keep time and um, you don't have to be sympathetic to other players around you and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but it makes and you incredibly lazy, doesn't it, I think, it as a well, player? You just, yeah, you, you, you do. You sort of um, – so I, I think that, that jam there was, was really good. Not, not only did I meet a lot of people – but um, you know the the and the guys there were very generous in uh, you know one one they were very respectful of you yes and and also they they gave you some you know good advice and 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 uh, yeah so that that was that was uh, there so from there I started playing a bit more with uh, with people and and meeting other people yeah and, yeah. And then, uh, so I don't know if you know Keith, Keith Herbert. Um, he's, he's a drummer. Yeah. Uh, at, uh, anyway, Keith, Keith, I started playing with Keith and his wife. And um, then I went there one day and, uh, and um, there was a couple of other guys there who I'd briefly sort of met. And that was John Costello and Ian Baines. So, yes, yes. Uh, anyway, we, we started uh, sort of playing a bit together a little bit on a Saturday afternoon and then we said, oh, we really should put a band together. And so then uh, we invited Malena Barrett to come and sing with us. Yes. And she said yes, which was lovely. Oh, she's And then gorgeous. she said, well, I'll come if I can bring a keyboard player that was a friend of hers who's uh, Jeff Morris. Mm-hmm. So that was probably um, out of that was all out of that carousel sort of crowd we put this, um, and also Keith ran a jam at Prospect called oh. uh, Prospect Hotel called All Comers. Um, so um, I never yeah, knew about so that. Yeah, so out one. of that we put. <laughs> sorry, I said I never knew about that one. Oh, okay. It was on a <laughs> Sunday. It was oh. a Sunday afternoon and at Prospect uh, Pub. Anyway, um, yeah, we put together a uh, we put together this band, which was uh, which was good fun, and and uh, also for me it was um, great experience playing with um, these people. A lot of them who were either seasoned professionals or or or, or had had been seasoned professionals, you know, yeah. uh, previously. Um, yeah, so that was that was great. Yeah, and did you find too that it, it you soon saw where you were maybe a little bit lacking or a little bit lacklustre and you wanted to be kind of uh, as good as them so you stepped it up, you went home, practised more. Yeah, that's um, it. And, and that, I, th- I think that's great inspiration actually. It is and, and you, do, you don't want to be the one that lets the, uh, lets the team down and that was a great thing as well with the carousel um uh, I can remember I always wanted to play with Wayne and yep. also uh, uh, Stevie V, Stevie Varagai. Yes, yes. And, and uh, they used to always do um, 
they used to do All My Love by um, John Mayle and mm-hmm. uh, Long Train Running by the Doobie Brothers. Yep. Great and song. Badge by Cream. And I can remember, you know, for the first time up there, just completely out of my depth, didn't know what was going on. And this this is before iPads as well, you know. Yeah. So you, you're just up there raw, just trying to look at the other guy's fingers to work out what's <laughs> happening. Um, but then I used to go away and you'd write down, I've got from the carousel, I've got the greatest collection of beer coasters with farm court nuts. <laughs> Written on the back of it. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, still got them. They're, 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 they're prized possessions. Um, oh, and, uh, yeah, I try and talk to people and just write, write down, you know, the chord charts on the back of a coaster. Oh, that's classic. Uh, but, yeah, but then also just, uh, you know, um, just uh, want to practice, go home, try and learn those songs, learn your bits, and then hopefully – you know, the next week you'd get a chance to get up there and play with those guys. And sometimes it wouldn't happen because there'd be, you know, other people there and and, and Jim and um, Al would, would put together, you know, try to put together people, you know, I suppose sometimes with uh, similar sort of capabilities and then they'd, they'd throw a couple of, couple of our less, lesser lights in there to give us a bit of a lift up. So, um, yeah, but... Um, Oh, it's good fun. Very oh, good fun. yeah, and I think that uh, both those guys, Jim and Al, they did a great job on gauging people and who people get along with as well. Yeah, that's it for sure. Mm, mm. Yeah, so um, no, I got uh, great memories and and many, you know, lifelong friends, uh, you know, from that uh, from that time. We still run into them all over the place now, and yeah, uh, yeah no, very good. Yeah, that's for sure. So you mentioned about that your dad loved jazz and that yeah. your sister went out with a jazz uh, with a or she liked blues, was it? I beg your pardon. She went out with a jazz player, but she yeah, liked yeah, blues. Yeah, she so was, where what do you like? What is like you probably have a little bit of all of those within you. Yeah. Yeah. So but if you were to go to one genre, what would it be? Yeah, I, I suppose probably blues. I suppose is my is my uh, my favourite. Although I've got, actually I've, I've 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 never been much of a songwriter, but I love good songwriting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and probably my my you know if you have a look at my uh, CD or record collection, uh, Tom Waits is my um, is my sort of uh, favourite. Um, uh, lyricist and, and I just I love good lyrics. I like you know yeah 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 good yeah. lyrics. But then I I also you know really appreciate good musicianship. Uh, so but yeah so but uh, yeah it's a bit hard. But probably probably you know jazz 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 blues I suppose or that uh, that 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 style is is probably what I'm, I most like. And when did you start to sing? Yeah, that was uh, not too long ago, actually. Um, a few years back, we were um, Curly Pete. Uh, Pete Nicholson, guy from Windsor, was running a jam at um, at the Hawkesbury Hotel, like a bit of an acoustic jam. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, a guy 
guy called Mick Finch, who he was another one from the carousel. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to get up and uh, he, he's a pretty good singer and played some guitar and bits and pieces. Anyway, he, he'd had some, um, he'd had a few health issues and, uh, and, uh, but he was feeling, he was feeling okay. And he said, Oh, can you get up and, and sing? some songs with me and I said yeah okay I'll get up and play you sing and we used to do walking the dog and yeah yep. a couple of other bits and pieces anyway we did walking the dog and he said oh I haven't got any energy anymore I'm going <laughs> and so he, he, he left he walked off stage he said I, I just can't do this I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm beat oh, and wow. so um I was standing there with uh, lyrics in front of me and thought okay well here we go I'll <laughs> give it a go so uh Wow, yeah, so you'd, you'd never really done any singing until then? No, no, nothing really, pretty oh, well, no. Well, I think that's a great achievement. Good on you. Yeah, so, and then once I did it, it was, uh, you know, it was, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm a... I don't think I'm a songbird by um, any means. But, Listen, um, I don't think you're too bad at all, mate. Yeah, I can, I, you know, build them. If it's in the right key, I'm, I can, I can get something up reasonably out. So, and you know that I think as a as a vocalist too, uh, songs have to be in the right key for you. Oh, they um, do. Yeah. Yeah, like I remember being in a band. A, long time long long time ago and I said that's not the right key for me and he said no 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 it has to be played in that key and I said no you can change it no 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 no." and I just thought you don't know any theory mate yeah yeah (laughs) oh capos capos are our friend yeah they are aren't they (laughs) yeah yeah so um so I think it's, it's extremely important as a vocalist to have the song in the right key to know to know where you're your highest note is and where your lowest note is and work in between that range. That's right. And, and, and yeah, and just, just to, to, just to work within a range that's comfortable for you. But, um, yeah, I, I, um, I'm not a great fan of capos as far as, um, especially with, the, uh, on an acoustic guitar. I just mm. think they, they just take a lot of dynamics, um, yes. out of the guitar. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, uh, so Crack Cat's my, um, uh, singer is Maggie and, um, we, we capo for a lot of, a lot of the songs Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, I'm always giving her a hard time. (laughs) Yeah. I try and sneak, especially if it's only, you know, on the first or second fret. And I say, well, you, you, you sing other songs that have got these chords in them. Can't you just, you know, can't you Uh, just, just do it, you know, but, um, anyway. Well, I can actually, I can answer that because Mm. it's, um, probably only a tiny handful of songs I can sing in F, yep. right? But my best keys are like D, G, A, C. Okay, yeah. Right? So for F, yeah, I can do it, but um, it's only a handful of certain songs. So songs, yeah. That's interesting, yeah. isn't it, I guess? Yeah, see, I, I like singing. I like singing in F. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, but I hate playing guitar in F. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, who wants to do an F bar chord? I mean, that's just a, yeah, just a I know. pain. Yeah, That's yeah, a little, so. little bit of a pain, that is. And Yeah, uh, yeah so that's the capo comes in again. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I um, first started playing guitar, I thought, oh, I'm never going to be able to do an F bar chord. Never, yeah, never. Yeah. Of course, you learn to do it. You, yeah, you yeah. get the strength eventually. So yeah. you play uh, acoustic guitar? Rick? 
Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah, yeah. I play acoustic guitar and and electric guitar. So okay. yeah. And what was your first guitar that you bought or was given? I think the first one. Well, I got the, this is around the time with the, my sister and the jazz guy. Um, I got a uh, little classical classical guitar, nylon string. Mm-hmm. And of course, I did what every thirteen or fourteen year old boy that gets a nylon string guitar does. Put, put um, steel, steel strings on strings it. On it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly what you were going yeah. to say. I've heard yeah. that story. <laughs> yes, oh, I think snap the neck. Yes, oh, uh, bowed it. You know, yeah, uh, bowed it terribly. But um, yeah, so that was uh, that was the first one uh, that I had was that one, and then um, I think I got a, I had a couple of. Acoustic guitars. One I remember I dropped off a it used to leave, leave it on top of my wardrobe and and um yeah, I don't know how or why or something, but um, it, I was getting it down from the top of the wardrobe once and it dropped on the ground and split into, you know, ten or fifteen pieces. This went everywhere. <laughs> so that was that one. And uh Oh dear. And then I bought a uh there was someone, someone's cousin turned up. They were travelling, and I think they were low on money and bits and pieces. And um, I bought a uh, like a Japanese three three five copy, mm-hmm. um, and that was probably my first electric guitar from this guy. Um, which yeah, I, I, I sold a few years later, and um, it's one of those ones I always it was a you know, funny sort of name, and um, I've. I Google it every now and again now because we can Google. Yes, thank goodness. And uh, I did find one. I, I found one. A guy had the, the same guitar, but it wasn't my guitar down in uh, Albury. Mm. And I said to him, look, I'd be interested in buying it, but how about you meet me at Yass? And he wouldn't do it. So oh. he's probably still got it. Yeah, probably. But, um, but uh, yeah, so that was that was the, the first electric guitar. It was this. It's uh, like a Gibson 335, a Japanese. Right. Coffee, so, yeah. So are you a Gibson or a Fender or a Gretsch man? Oh, well, I'm a bit greedy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> i got a bit of a, a bit of a, I'm not in the Alistair's league, but, uh, yeah, I've got a bit of a collection. But it's funny, I've always played pretty well Fenders. Yep. Um, and Stratocasters mainly. And... Um, the working but, man's but, guitar. Yeah. But, um, and like I said, I sold my, my 335 copy. Um, but I've, I've always wanted that style of guitar. So um, I was lucky enough a couple of years back uh, to have a you know a couple of extra bucks in my pocket. And I bought a, a Gibson 339. Oh, uh, lovely. Which is a little bit. Bit smaller than a three three five, and uh, yeah, I must say it's um, yeah, it, it's it's probably become my favourite guitar to play. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's That's pretty nice. good guitar, cool. and it's spoiled. It lives on my lounge. It's got its own little pillow, and it just um, <laughs> good. Does it have a name though? It does, it and does. that is it's uh, called Northcott. Northcott, okay. Yeah, which is a bit weird, but what it was was uh, so that's that's where I, I grew up on Northcott Road, and okay. uh, 
Why so not? So when, when, when my parents passed away and we sold the house um, and I got a couple of bucks, I thought, no, I'm going to buy that guitar. And I thought, well, I'm going to call it Northcott in, in, in honour of where I grew up. You know what? That's a lovely story. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That, that is yeah. a lovely story. You know yeah. what I've always wondered, um, and it, this has just popped into my head, so yeah. you've got your electric guitar amplifiers, but yeah. you also have uh, like your acoustic guitar amplifiers. Do yeah. you use uh, acoustic guitar amplifier or for your acoustic guitar or do you use a like electric guitar amplifier? No, I just um, I I use the for for the acoustic guitars. Um, I I use the DI and just go into a PA. Yeah, yeah, so many people do. Yeah, yeah. So I don't use a um an amplifier for that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, for for the duo stuff, it's just um, yeah, a DI and then into um the the PA. Well, it's a lot less gear to carry, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but um, but uh, yeah, for the for the electric uh, for band gigs and that, yeah, I usually use a, a Fender 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 amplifier usually. So yeah, yeah. Mm. Have you ever played through like a uh, a Vox or a Marshall? I have. I had a, I had a Mar. Oh well, it's funny. I've, I've, I've my son plays guitar as well, and his first amp he bought was a uh, Marshall. Oh, blow your eardrums out. <laughs> yeah, and then he st- it stopped working. So he said, oh, and he bought another amplifier. So he said to me, oh, you can have that Marshall amp if you want, Dad. Mm. And I went, oh, that's nice. You know, and he goes, it's not working. I went, oh, that's okay. <laughs> so stupid me, I go and get it fixed up and get it going. It was a new speaker. The speaker had blown. I bought a new speaker, got it all fixed up. Mm-hmm. And it's a little Marshall combo, like a, I think it's 40, 50-watt Marshall combo. Um, but all valves. Oh, they and, scream. Um, they absolutely scream. Oh, it does. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then uh, he said to me, I think his other amp player was playing up when he had a gig to do. He said, oh, can I borrow the Marshall? <laughs> I went, oh, yeah, okay. So that was it. I've never seen the Marshall again. Oh, really? Yeah. And then, then it, it, it played up again a couple, well, about a month ago and he had to put it in to have it fixed. And he, he joked with me that, um, yeah, the guy's got the Marshall and uh, it's going to cost you 300 bucks to go and pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Good on him. <laughs> yeah, 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 he tried anyway. Yeah, so. Well, I, I think that's the thing with, um, with tube amplifiers is you've got to have them serviced. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you really do to get, yeah. to get the best out of them and, and especially if they happen to run hot, you know. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the um, I've got you know a couple. Um, I've got a little one that I just use for the jam nights, just a little fifteen watt fender, which is, you know, plenty loud enough for um, you know, just small rooms and bits and pieces. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. um, yeah, it, uh, no, the, the valve amps, uh, valve amps are good. Um, you know, some people like their modelling stuff and the the digital and all of that, but. Yeah, I'm I'm still a bit old school. <laughs> I like I like uh, analog analog stuff and uh, and valve amplifiers. I think most of the digital stuff you you you, you 
that you're looking at is just trying to replicate that sound anyway. So that's true. Why not just have it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I think too, uh, if you're playing like in a band or in whatever your act is, and you've just got only a couple of knobs on the top to yeah. worry about, then that's way less stress than a modelling amp that's got 10,000 different buttons. Yes, yeah. Or, that's or knobs, you know. Uh, yeah. That to me just seems like a lot of stress. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. might be might be good in the uh, recording studio, but but then again, why wouldn't you want to use a tube amp anyway? Yeah. I do I do keep in my in my little gig bag of tricks. I do have like a little plug in modeling thing. Mm-hmm. Um that just in case the valve amp usually I've got to take a spare amp to a gig anyway. Yeah. But um I do keep as well, I've got like a little uh I think it's a box actually, um uh little plug in modeling thing which which yeah gives a half sort of acceptable sound but it's still still not like um oh absolutely still not, not like a, a, a nice warm warmed up tube amp oh so. yeah and you can definitely tell the difference that's for sure i think oh yeah okay so you uh we spoke about guitar was there any other instrument that you played uh or play play yeah i play i i, I, I bought a mandolin <laughs> um a few years back but i i I, I haven't. I can play about three chords, and I think I can play Copperhead Road on it. That's about it. Oh, but, well. <laughs> but I, I watched. Uh, I saw Steve Earl up at Blues Fest this year, and uh, he came out and did uh, Copperhead Road on his own, just with a little mandolin. So, well, you know um, what? You've well. you've given me some inspiration because during COVID, I yeah. I watched a video clip, I guess, of. Um, of um, Rod Stewart and Maggie May. And oh, I'm, yeah. So I went, mandolin and thought, I went and thought, I'm going to go and buy a mandolin. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. And you know what? That's the only damn song I can play on. <laughs> Which one? Copperhead Road? Uh, no, sorry, Maggie May. Mandolin Wind. Oh, Ma- Maggie, Maggie May. May actually, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. The, the singer in Crack Cats is Maggie. So I, I sort of surprised her one day with uh, the introduction to Maggie May as well. But, um, yeah, look, yeah. I, I look, it's fun and I'm having a great time with it and I can play a stack of chords on it, but um, oh, I'm good. kind of like at the point now where I need to, like, learn another song on it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I oh, know, that's good. Yeah. No, I've got that. I've got a ukulele as well. I sort yep. of, um, yeah, I can, I can play a little bit of ukulele and I've got a dobro. Oh, love, love the Dobros. Love, 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 love. So you play a bit of slide there, Rick? Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, actually, before I went to the carousel, that was pretty well all I did was played slide guitar. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so, no, I do play a bit of slide guitar. And I've just started recently trying to play more standard tuning slide rather than the open tuning stuff. But, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, which is, you know, it's good to keep your brain active, I suppose. You've got to think a little bit more about what you're doing yeah. if you're trying to play in open tuning, but uh, in standard tuning. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right, that's right. But, yeah, it's, I mean, that's a great thing about music, isn't it, that it does keep your brain alive, it does keep you thinking, it does, you know. Oh, uh, for sure, yeah. And music, yeah, yeah. And music's that universal love, really, isn't it? 
It is, yeah. You can even something quite simple, you know, to get the, you know, just a GCT chord. You know, I mean, you can play those chords, yeah. Uh, you know, in so many different ways, and and you know, with so many different feels, just to, um, you know, to get you know, completely different feeling, or or you know, convey you know, uh, uh, you know, different genres, you know, just within those three chords, yeah. uh, depending on how you interpret them and, and, and present them, I suppose. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, so what have you got on your drawing board there, Rick? What is it that, so you've got your crack cats. When, are you doing any gigs with them coming up? Yeah, yeah. We've oh, got, sorry, uh, with Mag. Sorry, with Maggie coming up. <laughs> with Maggie, with the crack cats. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this Saturday we're up at Kermond Grocer, which is at Kermond, uh, which is sort of you could drive up out through Richmond, North Richmond, and then the next little town that you get to is Kermond. So mm-hmm. um, there's a little grocery shop up there that's it's like a grocer and cafe and and food and then he's got like a lot of local produce and local artwork and bits and pieces so it's just a guy up there nav who's um he's trying to just make a little bit of a feel good scene i suppose up there a bit and and also attract people he's sort of at one end of the shopping center and there's another cafe at the other end so i think he's just trying to attract people (laughs) <laughs> down to his end yes. a little bit. And you is, know what? Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, so we, we, we do, we've got like a little bit of a residency there. We play there on the second Saturday of every month. Oh, that's cool. That's for a couple cool. of hours. And, um, yeah, it's lovely. You, you sort of get um, different different um, people walking past and sometimes the, the last uh, – Last time we played, uh, a family turned up and um, there were people that were um, out in the area house hunting um, and, you know, come looking at a couple of open homes and bits and pieces and had come in for a coffee and some breakfast and, yeah, they they, they were really good. It's just a nice, nice family with um, teenage kids and and bits and pieces. So um, uh, then you get the the locals and, you know, there's – Weekends, there's always a lot of motorbikes and, and, and people with their cool cars going for a run up the oh, that's cool. Bellliner Road. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, when they – I think that having um, you guys there probably brings those people into the into the joint on their way, uh, you know, on their runs and stuff like that. Yeah, that's well, what that's I think it. they probably go, oh, you know, let's go in there. It's real cool. These guys are playing, you know. Yeah, and so, come and have a coffee and yeah, yeah, and enjoy a bit of uh, laid back music. Well, actually, speaking of the music, what kind of music do you guys play? So that's yeah, it's it's laid back, I suppose. We do, we we do what do we do? It's really hard to talk uh, to to think, but uh, we do, we we do a lot like we do, you know, a um, bit of Nora Jones, and we do because um, we've got a Maggie's a Maggie's got a nice nice female sort of voice so we do some Nora and I suppose we do you know we do things like the weight and um these boots are made for walking and so a lot, lot, lot of it's same thing 60s 70s yeah um sort of easy listening we do a bit of Rod Stewart 
Uh, but then we'll do, um, you know, I want you to want me by cheap trick as yeah, well, cool. like acoustic versions of that. Yeah. Um, uh, I do, well, we do a bit of Tom Waits. We do a bit of uh, Gillian Welsh. Um, so, uh, um, Elan Jewel is a, I'm a bit of an Elan Jewel fan. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we do a couple of Elan Jewel songs. So, yeah, that bluesy, rootsy, middle of the road. You know, um, yeah, a lot of things people might know the songs, but they're, they they're familiar the to them anyway. You know, yeah, so, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. What was the best live act you've ever seen? Oh wow, um, yeah, it's sort of hard because you sort of see. Um, I've been a bit of a blues fest tragic, um, <laughs> and. I've been to that. I've been. I went to my first blues fest in 1994. And where was and that I, at? Uh, Fields at uh, Byron Bay. Oh yes, cool. And uh, then I've pretty well. I, I, I haven't gone every year, but I, I think I did about ten or eleven years in a row. Oh wow! Um, and then um, I, I've missed. I missed a couple, but I went last year. Um, yeah, well, too many last year, well, this year, I mean, uh, I saw Jackson Brown and, um, and the Doobie Brothers, you know, BB King, you know, um, seeing people like that, um, uh, the Paladins band, Rockabilly band called Paladins. Yeah, yeah, big fan of, big fan of them of, um. They're real cool. Yeah, um, I was lucky enough to have um, backstage access and all that sort of stuff one year, and that was the year the uh, fabulous Thunderbirds played. Oh, and, they're really uh, cool little too. Little Charlie and the Nightcats. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, uh, Robin Ford, probably. Yeah, Robin Ford. I remember having this fantastic <laughs> mental experience watching um robin ford play and it was just like it was almost like you were at another level of consciousness or i was <laughs> <laughs> and and there was no there was no funny stuff involved no, either. You know, no, it wasn't no, no, like no. The, it's just yeah, that they, was, that's where the music took you and i think that's yeah, that is yeah. incredible isn't it to experience yeah, that, that. I, and then there's uh, the other side of that was uh, i've never really been a big Neil Finn or, or Crowded House fan, mm-hmm. but I saw Neil Finn there playing to, you know, 20,000 people or something. Wow. Just just a man on stage, you know, with a guitar. Yeah. Singing his songs <laughs> and <laughs> having people, you know, you could have heard a pin drop. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. Uh, there's, there's, so there's lots, lots of things like that, but it's not necessarily – all about the performance and having something, you know, like really showy, but just seeing something really classy and yeah, seeing seeing people that that are good at their craft and what they do and um, yeah, yeah. Did you ever go down, or have you ever been down to the Goulburn Blues Festival? No, actually, funny enough, no, no. Yeah. So. Well, we've we've been down there and it's pretty good. I mean, you get to see PJ and Chloe Kay, yeah, and yeah. Simon Kenny Lewis, and yep. you know, and all the rest of the guys down there. But uh, it's a it's a nice laid back time as well. All different yeah, venues no, I've around heard that the place. About, 
about with Goulburn and also um, Threadbow as well. I've heard good yeah. vibes. And um, Naruma, they reckoned, was um, fantastic. Yes, um, yes. Giracool I went to a few times. That was really good. Look, um, yeah, there's some. I've, I've been to a few, but I, I suppose I used to sort of really save all my pennies and my my brownie points and all that sort of stuff for, for, for Blues Fest. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a bit of a bit of a thing. So, Did you go there the year it got flooded out? Oh, yeah, there's lots of years it got flooded out. But um, yeah, there was there was one year there, I was, uh, it was at Red Devil Park, which is, if you know Byron at all, it's on the southern side uh, out towards Suffolk Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was staying at um, Belongeal Fields. And uh, so I went out to get the bus and there was these, you know, real big raindrops came. This is like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. And uh, I remember going back. And then I don't think we slept, slept all night, you know, just this <laughs> relentless rain and just woke up in the morning and, and what had been a packed campsite was, you know, probably 50% of the tent people had just packed all their stuff wet up in the car and gone. Oh, my and, goodness, um, yeah. And um, and then lots of people who are obviously not experienced campers had pitched their tents in the bottom of the valley. Of the, oh, you dear. know how camping grounds have hills and yes, valleys. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. So um, I remember there were some uh, backpackers that were over from me, and <laughs> I think they'd bought their tent at Aldi or something. Like oh that. dear. And yeah, these girls got up, and there was like you know six or seven inches of water at the bottom of the tent, but they were they were right in the bottom of the you know the drain part of the, of the hills and valleys of the. They kind of read that a little bit wrong, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think. uh, But I mean, in saying that, like the place was packed, so um, it might have been the only piece of vacant ground that was available (laughs) at the time. Well, that's true too. All the smart people had already got the high ground. (laughs) Yeah. Have you got a funny story from any gig that you've personally been playing at? Um. I mean, the tinny one's a pretty good one, but. Yeah, is that's there another? Oh, look, the best, the best one is um, we used to play. We played on the paddle wheeler. Yeah. And um, anyway, you, you'd sort of get like a really weird mix of people there. You'd be sometimes you'd have people on there having celebrating birthdays and that, and it could have been, you know, like from kids celebrating their birthdays up to eighty or ninety year old people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we were there one day and this bus turned up. And it was a bunch of Italian pensioners <laughs> from Melbourne. Anyway, there's about fifty or sixty of them, and they got off the got off the bus and come up the you know on the you had like a, a gangway that you had to come up, and then the paddle wheels got an upstairs and a downstairs section. Yes, and um. And we, we played the, in the middle of the, the upstairs section was dance floor and then you'd set, we'd set up on the dance floor and play. And some, occasionally you get people up dancing, but usually it was only a two-hour lunch cruise and basically as soon as you left the wharf, they'd start serving food mm-hmm. and then you'd cruise up the river for an hour, turn around and come back, you know, and basically they'd be eating probably, you know, 60% of the time. Anyway, 
these people people got on the on the boat and they were all all nice. Anyway, one of the one of the waitresses came past me. She said, "Vino." She goes, "Is that red or white?" <laughs> I said, it's "Just wine." I said, "Just ask them if they want red or white." So, oh, okay. So she did that. Anyway, they like they're not drinking glasses of wine; they're drinking bottles. Oh, and then Ian, that owns the paddle wheeler, he said, "Look what I found." I don't know where he found it. He goes, look what I found the other day because he knew these people were coming. And it was um, it was 50s and 60s hits from Italy. Oh. And so it was like, oh, Marty, you know. The, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, you know, when the moon hits your eye like a big hits of fire, it's the more. Oh, yeah. it was, and it was all Frank Sinatra. Well, they were just rocking, these people. <laughs> And the more we went on the cruise, they're all singing and clapping. So <laughs> on the way back, and the thing was they all had iPads. Oh, isn't that so interesting? on the way back, they're all getting their iPads out and coming up on the dance floor <laughs> and wanting to sing with us and getting their friends to film it. So <laughs> So we're we're rocking back through this thing, and we start playing like you know these boots are made for walking, and yeah. these, these and and basically these people are driven all the way up from Melbourne, yeah, and they stopped at the Tucker Box or something at Gundagai, yeah, and had a bit of breakfast or something there, and then had driven up to us, and gone on the and just to go on the on the Hawkesbury River cruise. Yeah. And then we're going back and oh. they were absolutely smashed, but it was the funniest <laughs> thing. And then they're all getting selfies with us and then they're wanting to sing. They're grabbing the microphone. Oh, man. It was, and they were all like 70, 70, <laughs> probably older, <laughs> 70, 80 Italians. Oh, oh man. my goodness. Nuts. So that's probably. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it was. It was just, just absolutely. And they were just beautiful people. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. really, yeah, really precious time. So, oh, that's yeah. fantastic! I love uh, stories from gigs because there's always so many of them, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, what a precious thing that we've got that we can do, eh? Oh, it is. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, really is 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 great fun, and and yeah, for most part, uh, you know, people are are really nice and understanding and friendly and. You know, appreciate what you're doing, and it's, uh, you know, it's 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 great great fun doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And so, hopefully, you continue to do it for a lot longer as well. Oh yeah, well that's the plan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. So, does the homebrew have any gigs coming up? No, actually, um, we sort of we were doing a few at the Railway Hotel at Windsor, and that was good, basically. Um, yeah, because um, I run the jam or was running the jam there on a Tuesday night, but um, so I had a good in there. Mm-hmm. But um, the original bass player Mick, he had some health issues and um, gave up playing. So we we've got a new bass player, and we had a, our first gig with him. Um, oh, probably about three or four weeks ago, I think, and went really well mm-hmm. uh, with Ian. So. Um, 
now, um, but we haven't been able to get together since. I think we're getting together for a bit of a, a practice and a rehearsal uh, next week. Oh, that's so, good. Now, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, you do a jam night yourself and you've just mentioned that it's moved from one venue to another. So yep. tell us all about uh, where you're moving it to, how you go about uh sitting in with you guys and, you know, kind of like what's it all about and when it is? Yeah, I suppose. Um, so we, we've been doing it at the Railway Hotel at Windsor um, and it was uh, – it, it's a sort of small pub at the opposite end of Windsor to uh, the main town mm-hmm. of Windsor. So if you know Windsor at all and you've been to the markets and everything, yeah. it's right down the other end of – George Street, which is like the main drag, mm-hmm. down near the railway station, which is probably be close to a kilometre or maybe a little bit more away from, you know, Windsor actual township. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, they had a room there that was used to be a restaurant, but detached from the pub. And, um, yeah, with uh, Leanne, Leanne Goff. Anyway, we turned it into a – Leanne worked – at the pub and and she's very passionate about music yeah um so she organized for us to do the little jam night there um uh so uh the pub's currently up for um it's up it's for sale and um and then uh tate's which is the old hawkesbury hotel Mm um offered leanne a job to go up there and and hopefully get that going a bit more back to how it used to be as a as a music venue. Yeah, right. Uh, so the plan is that we will we're going to take the jam up to there probably on a Thursday night. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically, I suppose I, I I sort of run it very similar to how. Um, uh, Jim and, and Al ran the carousel jam in a way. Um, well, it was a good formula. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I think so too. So, um, but, yeah, so basically, um, yeah, there's there's usually a bit of a house band there or we pull a house band together uh, oh, with, yeah. with people there. A lot of the guys that are going are, are uh, you know, either professional or, or, or semi-professional musicians but then there's other people that come along that i can see myself you know sort of 20 years ago in uh you know guys again that have been you know playing playing guitar in their lounge room for you know 10 or 15 years um you know while they have young kids and families and and terrible terrible bad habits yeah (laughs) that's it timing (laughs) yeah timing and oh you know what uh the the worst I shouldn't say this, to, but the, the the worst ones that I found usually usually the musician or the the player people aren't too bad. The the worst ones are the singers. Oh, the okay, Rick. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they are. Don't tell me you haven't been to a jam night and heard someone and they just they don't listen to the band. They can no. hear the song in their head. Yep. the way it's played by. And it could be, and it's funny, especially well, especially people fresh out of their lounge room. Yes, because yeah. 
they don't turn up with any charts or anything and they expect every musician there to know every song that's ever written. Yeah, look, I, I can say I probably early on was guilty of that. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but once I kind of sat there and watched and thought, oh, hang on, it's like the penny dropped. And, yeah. you know, for all those listeners out there that love a karaoke, Singing with a live band is definitely not karaoke. Not karaoke, yeah. No, you've actually got to listen to all the different parts being played. It's, yeah. um And because we're live people, um, we always do things sometimes a little bit differently or, you know, um, sometimes yeah, the guitarist be different. bungs an extra note in or a, a, yeah. a, an alternative chord that still works but they may not be ready for. I've yeah. seen that quite a lot actually. But, yeah, yeah. it's a great learning curve but it is. it's yeah. really not playing to a uh, singing to a karaoke track at but all. It, it's, it's much easier now with our um, electronic um Whiz bangery that we've got now. I mean, it, it's it, you know, someone will say, "Oh, do you know this song?" Or you go, "Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know it." I mean, I've got an iPad with. I think it's probably got. I've looked at it lately, but it'd probably have four hundred songs on it. Um, yeah, right. And you can just go in if someone says, "Oh, well, you know, do you know this song?" Oh, well, I know it, but I'll. And you can go in. You download. You know, it takes you a couple of minutes to download a chord chart for it. Um, work out what key they want to sing it in. You go into the software, you change the key. You know, so we, we are a little bit spoiled now. Uh, I, think, rather I than think we absolutely are, yes. Trying to sit down with a record playing <laughs> <laughs> or, a, or, or a cassette tape and stopping it and pausing it and, and then trying to pick your guitar up at the right point to try and, you know, they, these young kids will never know our pain. You know? No, definitely not. And, of course, with a cassette player, the more you rewound it and the more you stopped it and paused it and all that kind of jazz, um, the more it stretched the damn tape. Tape, yeah, that's it. The pitch changed. <laughs> the pitch changed. <laughs> oh, I think that's hilarious. And I've, I find that too with the older recordings. And ACDC is a great example, actually. Um, yeah. Highway to Hell, I suppose, or or any of those. Um, you try and play, so say they're playing in D, you try yeah. and play it in D to that and it's not kind of pitched um, the yeah. same. And it's just like, hang on, why is that not the same? But thank goodness we've got programs now that you can actually put it in the correct pitch. Pitch, so, yeah. Well, yeah. E- even with, yeah, I've got an old record player which had an adjustment on it that you could speed it up and you could actually tune your guitar and then speed the record up or slow it down so that it brought it back to pitch. Oh, wow, that's cool. Because the speed of your record player will knock your pitch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, yeah. Can't, you, can't do that with, um, you can't do that with a cassette. But also I had the same thing with a um, CD player. Mm. Uh and it was just like a little bookshelf one. And I'd had a, a reason, like a, a fairly good branded one that had um, stopped working. And I'd bought this cheaper one. And then when I ch- bought the cheaper one, it, it, it didn't pitch properly. Aye. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it can be, um, can be a bit of a uh, 
bit of a trap for players. But um, it can, yeah. and, and also too, if you're uh, a vocalist and you're singing and you're pitching to that as well, to that, yeah, yeah, and then you go and. Do it live. It's like, ah, oh, why does that sound so bad? <laughs> it's so different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the reason why, and people don't realise that, I guess. No. Yeah, and also no. too, a lot of we, a lot of those karaoke tracks, a lot of the time they don't even people don't even know because I've seen it happen at jam nights. People don't even know that it might uh, the karaoke track they're playing or singing to is in F, for example. Yeah. And it's actually, you know. The normal key of the song is totally different. Yeah, yeah. and there, and then there's songs that people play. Um, I mean, I, and we talked about before long train running. Yeah. Um. Now that's originally in G or G minor. Mm. That that's the Debbie Brothers key, but a lot of people play that in E. Yeah. Mainly because then if you hit the, if you hit the top string E note, it doesn't sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> but also a lot of people find it easier to pitch to E than they do at that that higher register G. So yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's one that quite often gets um gets moved around. So yeah, yeah. But I think it's um an awesome thing when a guitarist can go what key are you doing it in and honestly and i was the same at first i'm like i don't know the original key yeah but what what key do you want it in and i'm like i don't know so you have to learn all these things yeah you have to know yeah and so luckily uh guitarists can go oh yeah yeah yeah. no you sing it in this key and, and then they can go away with it so yeah. It's a big learning curve for people going to a jam for the first time or an open mic night. You know, it's um so I wish you all the best with that. Now that's coming up at Tate's Hotel out at Windsor. Now yep. when are you starting? Or have well, you hopefully start- hopefully next Thursday, so the fourteenth. And is it going to be a weekly event? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And what should, time should people rock up? Uh we we Try and kick off about seven. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still getting uh, PAs and, and drums and all that sort of stuff sorted, but um, I'll try and get that done. Well, the the beauty about the other place that we were at before was it was a dedicated room, so we could sort of get everything set up and just leave it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and most of the time, uh, you know, when we went back, the next week it was all still there in in the same way as what we'd left it, although... Um, oh, that'd be ideal, wouldn't it, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. But, you don't want to um, be lugging think, gear in and out. <laughs> yeah, I think at Tate's it's going to be different. But um, we had the last um, jam that we had at the railway, we used, uh, I think, the PA that we're going to use, and, and it worked quite well. Good. Uh, so... Um, yeah, look, it's. Um, I mean, we've had some. We 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 have some issues there over the over the time with the PA not quite working right as well as it should have could have, um, and it was someone else's PA. And um, yeah, uh, you know. Well, you know, these things are all a learning curve, aren't they? Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah, so I wish you all the best with that and hopefully we can come out on a Thursday night one time yeah. and uh, support you because I would really love to do that. Yeah, and, no, it'd be um, great to see you on, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right then, 
Well, thank you so much for no, joining you. me tonight, Rick. I've really enjoyed our conversation and yep, I'm sure the listeners have as, will as well. No, so awesome. what we'll do is you can send me some links for yep. different things that you've got going on and I'll pop them in the description of of this interview. Yep, not a problem. That's All right. Great. Thank you so good much, you. Rick. Thanks, Crystal. Have a good one. You too. Good night. See ya. Keep up the good work. Thank See you ya. very much. Thank you. No worries. Bye-bye. And that was Rick Kelly. You have been listening to Conversations with Crystal and I'm your hostess, Crystal. And until next week, stay happy, stay safe, stay cool, stay awesome and, of course, stay tuned to this channel. Good night. Mm -hmm.